0: So here is yet another item on the list of shits that I don't understand. Welcome to the Atomic Skull Podcast, by the way. My name is Matt, and I am diving right in. I don't know how you drive. Maybe you're one of those total squares who drives cautiously and responsibly as if you were behind the wheel of a multi-ton death machine. I get that it might sound otherwise based on that and I use this term loosely, juke, but I'm a relatively good driver. I've only gotten a handful of tickets. One of them, by the way, was given to me by a gentleman named Officer Nutsman, no joke. I've also never been in an accident. I'm not doing donuts in a parking lot or anything like that, but I was taught how to drive by one of the great asshole drivers of our time, my grandfather i'm not sure if i've ever talked about how he taught me to drive on the program but let me give you a quick rundown of how it happened because it is a very swift and effective technique he took me this is totally true he took me to a couple of parking lots here and there so i could like get a feel for it but i was still terrified because i was scared of everything when i was a kid my grandfather took me out to dinner at a nice Mexican place about 25 minutes away from home and I mean as a lifelong total fat shit I acted accordingly. That's all I'm going to say about the subject. We left the restaurant and we got into the car. He handed me the keys right before he unlocked the door and he said all right kid either you're going to drive us home or you're going to shit your pants. Effective. Also Fun fact about when I took my driving test, at one point, I was driving on the wrong side of the road, and I still passed my driving test. The instructor actually said out loud to me, quote, could you drive on the correct side of the road, please? End quote. And I walked out of that fucking building with a driver's license. Contra Costa County DMV, shout out. All right, here is my point. I don't drive like an asshole on a regular basis, but you can bet your bottom dollar that I most certainly motherfucking can drive like an asshole when the situation calls for it. I don't understand the people who have the audacity to drive like a total prick and then get mad at you for out-assholing them on the road, which happened to me tonight. Some dipshit, extremely dangerously cut me off right before a left turn at a light like they did it maliciously just to be a fucking turd what they clearly didn't know because they had out-of-state plates and they were driving in my motherfucking neighborhood was that after turning left at that particular light two lanes merged into one and they got stuck behind a bus in their lane, so I sped up ahead of them. My pissant little vehicle, <laughs> that's one step above a fucking Flintstone special, got ahead of them, and they were riding my ass and flashing their lights as if that's supposed to intimidate me or something. I slowed down to 15 miles an hour and they couldn't pass me because of the way the road was. They were clearly pissed. I don't fucking get that even a little bit. If I'm gonna make the shithead choice to drive like a piece of shit on the road, but then someone drives more like a prick than me and like out assholes me, I'm not gonna get mad at them. I will totally check my attitude and be like, okay, all right, respect. You did it better than I did. Because there's a certain level that I'm not going to cross. You know what I mean? I talk a hard game and shit, and I'll back it up a little bit, but I'm not going to fucking go all twisted metal or anything out here. At the end of the day, I do kind of want to get home. I hope everyone is doing amazingly this week. I have all of it going on right now on all ends and directions. And I don't mean for that to sound extremely vague, but I promise it isn't because my life is that fucking interesting. Quite the opposite. I've got work politics, which I should be able to get into a little bit more in the coming weeks. It's something that will affect the show, so I can't wait to be able to talk to you guys about it. Um, I'm pretty sure I sneezed so hard I threw my back out. My bank account and I are currently not speaking to each other, and my brain is being an extra saucy little fucking asshole lately. I literally have every middle-aged problem that there is right now, and I want to watch NCIS about it. But I promise you guys, I am here, and I will always give you my best. Sometimes my best is showing out, and sometimes my best is just showing up. Let's get right to it today with a creepy and gross Dildo Chronicle, because I know those are your guys' favorite. I have a lot of gentlemen who come into the store that give us the Dahmer vibes, and that starts full on before they even say a word. I am talking gold-rimmed glasses, jeans that are one step above acid wash, off-color polo shirt, and then like the hair that's just a little bit too long, like just a spramp. And listen, if it was just the look, I would make a little Dahmer joke in my head and then move on. As much of a judgmental bitch as I can be, I try not to be egregiously assuming, you know what I mean? One of the dudes comes in every couple of weeks looking specifically for condoms without lube in them. And he's like always smiling all the time. Have you seen people who just walk around smiling all the time when you're a kid and you don't realize how awful the world is yet and your main purpose in life is to have pillow fights and obtain candy that's one thing and i'll look the other way but this dude is an adult he i mean presumably knows war exists lived through the great toilet paper crisis of 2020 and has seen at least one fast and furious movie and is still walking around smiling at nothing like a damn fool. He always makes a point to pick a different area of the store to kink shame when he comes in. And I swear to God, I am the tiniest little pubic hair away from kicking his ass out of the store. I mean it. Last time he was in, he started talking about how collars and leashes should only be used on pets. And I didn't want to indulge him with any response, but I couldn't help myself. And I did say to him, you said a mouthful there, my man. I don't think he understood what I meant when I was saying that, but my team did, and that was good enough for me. But the actual story I have for you, which I think I'm going to tell as my kids and scary story for the week, is an older gentleman came in, we'll say in his late 50s, maybe early 60s, with the Dahmer vibes minus the hair because he had a beret covering it. I'm good with the beret on the right person. It can work. It works often. But this dude was clearly wearing it to try to look youthful and fooled absolutely fucking no one. He buys a cock ring and asks me for some cream that we have to, quote, help him stay hard, end quote, We do have some type of like enhancement creams, but that's not quite how they work. But I would have told him that fucking rubbing Nutella on his dick would help him stay hard if it would get him out of the store. Dude gave me the ick on sight. I hate to use the term because it sounds so fucking hippy dippy and I eat too much steak for that. But he had like this weird aura that I caught as soon as he walked in. He was acting all Giddy and pretentious at the same time. And think about that for a second, about how off putting those two characteristics are together. It was gross. Now, keep in mind that I asked this motherfucker, none questions. Okay, I asked him zero questions. I could not possibly be any less interested in what he is doing with his cock ring and his Nutella. He explains to me that he's going to Thailand for a month and tells me how excited he is because they have such a vibrant sex industry there, but he had to stop in before he left the States because while they do have a huge sex industry, they don't have any dildo stores. And then why would he even fucking do this he talks about how young a lot of the girls who work in the sex industry in thailand are Eh. and he's talking about it again giddy and pretentious but like as if he's educating me on it firstly dude we all know about Thailand. We just kept it from you for as long as possible, obviously for a good reason. And second,berg people at the dildo store have such a bad habit of telling me the specific situation and reason that they're buying whatever they're buying. 92% of the things people buy, I don't need the story for. And more importantly, unless you start in several Hunger Games movies, I probably don't want the story. This is going to be kind of a dark thought, but I know that statistically, I've sold people things at work that they use for something either incredibly immoral, incredibly illegal, or both. And when I get that vibe from someone, it does turn my stomach. But I really have no choice in the matter, if you think about it. And I do have to look the other way. It's kind of like Think about all the, oh, good, a food metaphor, great. It's kind of like think about all the fast food you've eaten in your life. Most of us, anyway. Statistically, chances are someone has spitten your food or picked it up off the ground or done some other fucked up thing to it. But you don't think about that because you're about as lazy as you are drunk and you need something in your stomach that isn't whiskey. Same energy. Please don't tell me what you're doing with your purchases. I sold multiple double-ended dildos at work today to different people, and they extended me the professional courtesy of some completely flavorless small talk and generic gratitude before they just quietly left. And that is so much more appreciated than the dude who fucking came in with the stripper and bought her $300 worth of lingerie so she would fuck him. And the reason that I know that's what was going on is that he fucking told us. He told all of us. He was telling other customers. It's this weird mental tightrope that I walk where I'm genuinely happy for the dude. But also, if I found out that he got T-boned, while turning out of our parking lot and got decapitated, I would still sleep like a fucking baby. I'm not going out of my way to be heartless. When I was younger, I felt like I wanted to know everything about everyone all the time always. These days, I still value knowledge. I think I just learned to also appreciate discretion. That being said, I'll never turn down an opportunity for tea. I absolutely adore drama that I have no part of whatsoever, and there is nothing better than a good cuppa. All right, boys, let's get back into the promises that I have to keep and some embarrassing music that I used to love more than I do now. This week, we are going to talk about boy bands, and I'm already regretting it. There is a very deep, dark chamber in whatever is left of my heart that is reserved for the sweetest candy-coated pop music I can find. And I think that started with the whole boy band thing in the late 90s, early 2000s. And I'm not just talking, oh, oh, gold star question for the week on the fly. You guys, y'all got to pick one right now. In Sync or the Backstreet Boys. Slide into the DMs on all the socials at Atomic Skull Podcast. Follow me if you haven't already. Shoot me an email, Podcast at gmail.com. And there is no third option. I don't want to hear O-Town or take that, or neither, or any of that other shit. And I like both of them. But in the end, there can be only one. And you gotta choose. In sync or the backstreet, boys, send me your vote. What's crazy to me is between the return of the big stadium concerts the last couple years and all the different 90s package tours they're doing, where is the NSYNC and Backstreet Boys co-headlining tour with Christina Aguilera as a special guest? I would sell my fucking car to buy good seats for that show. But meanwhile, I'm not just talking about those two boy bands. Don't fuck with me, because I can do a deep-ass dive when it comes to those. I know my calculus. You plus me equals us. Don't even try me with that shit. I'm going to give you guys, I hope you don't understand that reference. I'm going to give you guys two bubblegum flavored boy band hits that I really loved when I was younger that got one hell of a what was I thinking when I revisited them. The first one is Show Me the Meaning of Being Lonely by the Backstreet Boys. There are plenty of songs by the Backstreet Boys that I love, and I'm not ashamed to admit that. But the reason I'm choosing this one was that it was a depressing song for me. Like, it was one of the pillars of my kids and is depressed what a fucking surprise playlist and i would put that song on and cry why am i saying this out loud in front of a fucking microphone what the fuck is wrong with me that is not a gold star question please do not send answers to that so there i was listening to that fucking song holding back tears while howie aj nick brian and kevin are riding a pussy train that will never derail and i am so fucking angry, because I purposely didn't put their names in my notes for this episode, and I still fucking knew them all off the top of my head. God damn it. When I revisited the boy band songs that I used to like, and that one came on, I spent the entire fucking song shaking my head, wondering how the fuck that song made me so sad. And it scares the shit out of me, because it makes me wonder, What songs are on my depressing playlist now that I'm going to be embarrassed about in 20 more years? And then the second song that I'm going to cop to loving when I was younger, against my better judgment, is I Do Cherish You by 98 Degrees and I Have No Excuse. That was the song that like, when I wrote my first girlfriend in high school letters and shit, I would include lyrics from that song all along the border of the paper because I was absolutely that guy. And I might have listened to Marilyn Manson and Linkin Park when I had friends in the car and shit, but when I was on my own, you could definitely catch me singing along to 98 Degrees. That's the other thing, is boy band songs are so fucking fun to sing along with. Speaking of those kinds of shits that are fun to sing when they're on, I was looking through my Atomic Skull podcast songs that we playlist on Spotify, And I realized that something I'm missing from there is an old-fashioned, back-to-basics, feel-good soul song. The ones where you hear, like, the first three seconds and you are immediately lifted up to somewhere better than you were, no matter where that was. I fucking love old ass Motown and Stax Records classics. I put them on and they make me so fucking happy. And I want to pass that savings on to you. So if you want to throw on a song that is going to lift you higher and higher and make you feel good, check out the song of the week, which is on the playlist. And it is Do I Love You, Indeed I Do by Frank Wilson. The song is Pure energy, pure serotonin for your ass, and I love it so goddamn hard. I want to go straight up Casey Kasem with it and dedicate it to my beautiful wife, Mrs. What's-Her-Name. Last week, we celebrated nine years since the day we met and five years since the day that I asked her to marry me, which I did on the anniversary of when we met on the exact spot where we first met. Oh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually going to leave you guys with a quick, funny story about not when I asked her to marry me, because that was a whole fucking thing. But when I asked her parents for permission to marry their daughter. Now, remember that I was raised by movies instead of parents. So for as many who ate all the pussy jokes that I make, it matters to me to, you know, show a little bit of panache from time to time when it comes to being romantic. It happened on Valentine's Day. Mrs. What's-Her-Name, who was Miss What's-Her-Name at the time, was working a double bartending at a restaurant. Anyone who's ever worked in food knows that you ain't getting Valentine's Day off, so don't even try. So what I did was I threw on a button-down shirt with a vest and a tie, and I went to a restaurant with a dozen roses and a stuffed bear in tow and sat at a table in her section by myself and sort of had dinner with her, right? As adorable as that sounds, Everyone in the restaurant thought I got stood up, and that's why I was by myself, which is objectively fucking hysterical. What Miss What's-Her-Name at the time did not know was the real reason I put on a tie and a vest was to sneak over to her parents' house to ask them permission to marry their daughter. I showed up kind of unannounced, dressed all nice, actually wearing pants, which is a rare occasion for me, especially on Valentine's Day. Wink. So I walk into the house and my future mother-in-law, CJ, is there. And I said that I wanted to talk to her and my future father-in-law together. Well, the father-in-law was working really late and didn't know when he would be home. And... CJ was very, very anxious and wanted to know why the hell I was there on Valentine's Day, possibly just to get me the hell out of the house, which I completely understand. So she wouldn't let me delay it anymore. And I had no more jokes in my arsenal. So I did the whole thing. I love your daughter. She is the nightmare that I never wanna wake up from. I wanna know if I have permission to marry her, you know, all all the things. And her response, and I quote was, are you sure? (laughs) Okay, and wouldn't you know it, my father-in-law, Miss What's-Her-Name's dad, showed up not 10 minutes later, and CJ says, um, Matthew has something that he wants to ask you, and I went through the same speech in my head, Uh, you know, love your daughter very much, she's the nightmare I never want to wake up from, blah, 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 I want permission, I want to know if you would be okay with me marrying her, and his response, without having any idea of what happened previously, was, and I quote, are you sure? So I was asked that twice, possibly to (laughs) dissuade me, but I was not dissuaded as it turns out. And it ended up being a pretty okay decision. And on that note, I'm going to turn you guys loose. Thank you so much for listening to the shit show. Truly, truly appreciative of all the support and the feedback and the love. And I mean that like nobody's fucking business. You didn't think I forgot, did you? Tell some friends about the program, share on the socials, give me five stars if you would please, it would mean a lot to me. Next week, I actually want to do a wholesome chapter of the Dildo Chronicles. I've had a few wholesome stories come through the store and I know there's a few I may have already told, but I might tell them again, just to be able to add a few extra dick jokes. I really wanna cram those suckers in there. And of course, all the usual spooky shit you have come to know and like as a friend. And I'll see you then. Apologies to my mother in law. And how are you doing?